Town Hall Academy, episode 71. The shop owners are really not aware. They don't comprehend or grasp what the software can do. Nobody's really demonstrated it to them well, and, and the light bulb hasn't gone off. So they, they, they think, yeah, that's just, you know, it, it, I can do this handwritten just as fast. It, it works just fine. I talk to people all the time. Yeah, well, as far as assignments, we just have a whiteboard and a marker on the wall and our loaner cars. We got a scratch pad over here. We keep track of that. And, and they don't comprehend what the software could do. Therefore, they don't use it. Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Welcome to episode 71 of the Remarkable Results Radio Town Halls Academy. Now, we're going to talk about the underutilization of shop management systems. This is your only weekly forum for automotive aftermarket professionals' intent on bringing fresh and innovative discussion to inspire and grow individuals and companies and to help solve problems. Carm Capriato here thanking Jasper Engines and Transmissions for their support of the Town Hall Academy. You know performance and reliability? That's what Jasper's remanufactured diesel engines provide for you mile after mile. The running completed engines are dynamometer tested with horsepower and torque ratings recorded. And there's also a nationwide warranty included too. Talk about dependable service from Jasper. Hey, Select Town Hall Academy episodes are available for AMI credit. Working on your AAM or your master's? Go to remarkableresults.biz slash AMI to find them and start earning Automotive Management Institute elective credits. You know, there's many ways to subscribe to the podcast, up to and including my own app, available for Android and Apple. Just search for Remarkable Results Radio on your app store. It's free. You'll like how it works. Hey, the next time you talk to an industry friend or colleague, tell them about Remarkable Results Radio. Share this very powerful resource with them. I recently heard from Zach Kowalik, and he said this, Our industry is changing, and the Remarkable Results Radio podcast is at the frontier of our thought leadership. Carm is as articulate as he is empathetic. He truly cares about the success of the industry and has built a dialogue that is intentionally intellectual while remaining relevant and digestible. Wow. Thanks so much, Zach, for these words. So you have a computer on your counter at your shop and a server in your office. Maybe your software is on the cloud. For the most part, you have a shop management system, commonly called an SMS, that runs, air quotes, your business. Our panel dives into the fact that many shop owners are not using their software to the level they should. There's a lot of underutilized options that can improve your business. My three guests are all about max utilization for your SMS. You're going to learn a lot and maybe walk away with an action plan. Hey, find the talking points, the video replay, and bios on my guests at remarkableresults.biz slash A071. Now enjoy another problem-solving Town Hall Academy with Tom Ham, Automotive Management Network and shop owner of Autocentric in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Scott Brown is here from Diagnostic Network and shop owner of Connie and Dick's Service Center in Claremont, California. And David Roman, shop owner of Done With Care Auto Repair in Miriam, Kansas, and Facebook group founder from Ask a Mechanic. Now, listen to the Town Hall Academy, a look at the underutilization of shop management systems. Mm. 
this all came up because Tom and I were chatting, and he does all these great surveys about SMS systems that are available in the in the industry. Uh, great chart. If you ever wanted to go on and, and really see the comparison, Tom has done a lot of work on that. In, in so many shop owners that I know, uh, ask questions of each other. Does your system do this? Does your system do that? <laughs> and, I, and I sit on the sidelines and I say, are you kidding me? Why are we asking some of these basic questions? And so, Tom, from your perspective, why is there an underutilization of SMS systems? Yeah, there's a loaded question right there. Uh, I think it starts with the foundation in that, uh, you know, the four of us and, and probably some of the people tuning in here are pretty uh, savvy when it comes to computers and internet. I think we often don't realize that the average person, including the average shop owner, service advisor, technician, isn't. Uh, they, they may think they are, but they often aren't. Uh, just a lot of the basics uh, of operating a computer and finding things in the internet, they really don't know. They know just enough to get by. And therefore, now we go into software. Software is even more complicated. Uh, you've got to learn it. Uh, a lot of technicians are, are, are the kind, uh, like a lot of us, when we get a new toy, we open the box and want to play with it. We throw the instructions away. Uh, but software especially takes a lot of time with the instructions. Somebody at the shop has to really learn what's going on and set it up right. So you're suggesting that they take the manual home, all the online courses home, any leader-led courses that they can get and dive in deep. I don't think that's going on. Well, actually, I, I, the first thing I'd recommend that people do is go on uh, YouTube and uh, search something like uh, Windows Basics 101 and spend a couple hours finding out how this works. How does Windows 10 work? What all these buttons on the key, if I put Control-H or Control-F, what in the world happens on my computer? A lot of people don't know that. And once you learn the basics, it becomes much easier to uh, grasp the software. Got it. Scott... Provide the experience for consumers expect today is, is one of your talking points. And I found that so interesting. Your, your goal is to make sure that you have a piece of software that you're utilizing to the max that benefits your customer. Wow, what a concept. Well, you know, I guess uh, really your shop management system should be part of your process. And it actually could be used as a marketing tool for your business. I mean, it is the piece that you're using to communicate to your customer, you know, why they're giving you money for your service. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of trying to do better than the other guy. And, you know, also we find ourselves uh, due to the complexity of the vehicle today, um, constantly educating the client um, on what's going on with their vehicle. You know, it's not, you know, the consumer, I think, today still has the idea that you just hook it up to that machine in the back there and it tells you everything that's going on with the car. And that's totally so far um, from the truth. It's, it's, uh, it's really sad. But, um, you know, we've, we've got a lot of things that we need to uh, get you know, compensated for and we need to be able to communicate that in a way that's, uh, you know, very conducive to the whole process. Um, and it also delivers some education and value along the way. So uh, secondarily to that uh, on my topic, communicating that in a way that customers expect. Customers expect to be able to communicate via text or email uh, in a digital space rather than just a phone call. Everybody's busy, and we know that uh, you, know, you may be dealing with working, um, working clients, uh, and you need to get a hold of them. And you leave them a voicemail and now you're waiting three hours and now you just missed a window on parts ordering and all that. And then they call you back four hours later and say, go ahead and do it. 
it's impossible to get it done that day. So now you've got a, a big gap. So being able to communicate in a digital space, you know, you've seen the conference calls where people are on their phones, you know, and trying to listen. Well, they may be approving a, a repair order ticket um, while they're in the middle of a meeting which means that we can add a layer of efficiency in our business and and move us forward. I find what you're saying so interesting because I think of an SMS system um, that never had integration in customer and texting and workflow in it. And and now you're saying, well, that is basically the standard bearer today? Yeah, I you know I, I like Tom and and uh, I don't know how long David has been using digital communication or digital uh, shop management, but uh, I started back in uh, I think '88 with you know this is before the Windows uh, phase, but it, it just was looked upon as a piece how how we can move the writing piece of paper to a digital print right, and and that's all that it was. Um, it's it's evolved tremendously. And there are so many things that we're not leveraging within our platforms today, or, or frankly, a lot of the platforms have a lot of legacy to them where they just don't offer that gateway. And, and you've got to subscribe to other things to help you get there. You said that a great, sense. yeah, it did, it did. You said a great word, guys. He said leverage, um, powerful word, I think, in today's dialogue. Uh, Tom, you and I were on the phone a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about using an SMS machine more as a bookkeeping machine just to print invoices, and it can do so much more. Yeah, unfortunately, in some shops, it's still an invoice printer that uh, orders parts and does a couple other things. And it really, uh, I believe it should be the, the hub of the whole operation. Everything that happens in the shop, uh, every employee, that's the hub where everything uh, ties into. And, and when you, when you use, it, use it that way, it's the foundation, then you can add efficiency to so many, everything that you do from marketing to parts to inventory to, to working on the car, it all integrates and it's, the possibilities are, are really cool. A lot of them are coming on, uh, a lot of them are coming online. Uh, and I think there's some real cool things that are going to be happening in the next few years. Wow. Well, I think you're on the cutting edge of that. David, uh, when I keep hearing uh, what Scott and Tom have said, that there's an underutilization and we need to use our SMS for leverage, there's probably an awful lot of power as an important business tool sitting on the desktop, but a lot of people just don't understand how to use it. Is there a training gap? Absolutely. And I think Scott uh, hit it, said it perfectly when he said legacy. Uh, I see a lot of systems bring some of their old uh, GUIs, uh, graphic user interfaces, their old setups, and then say they start tacking things on. Uh, We need to add this feature because people are needing it. Uh, We should be able to send authorization forms by text, uh, via email, whatever, easily and quickly, and that's not happening. Uh, So when that feature is needed, it gets tacked on. And a lot of times... The training isn't there. The support isn't there. Um, I've seen situations where you call the company and ask them for uh, training on a feature. They don't know they uh, they don't know anything about the feature. They have to call you back. Say, well, we're going to have to uh, get a refresher on this, and we'll have to call you back. That's absurd. Uh, so yeah, there there's definitely a gap there uh, where even if they are adding these features to allow it to become the hub, uh, they're not getting the message out. There's a lot of stuff built into software that is available for the uh, shop owner to use. 
that never gets communicated properly, ever. I, I can't believe I saw Tom and Scott uh, almost L-M-A-O, right? <laughs> laughing your butts off when when David said that. Where's where's the, um, wow, there's, there's so many issues up here. They don't know about the enhancements. The training isn't there. And then the next thing that I thought of is, why aren't we doing possibility thinking? Why aren't we as business owners thinking about my business needs this? How can I get it done? I think a, a lot of it has to do with the, the the shop owners are really not aware. They don't comprehend or grasp what the software can do. Nobody's really demonstrated it to them well. And, and the light bulb hasn't gone off. So they, they, they think, yeah, that's just, you know, it, it, I can do this handwritten just as fast. It, it works just fine. I talk to people all the time. Yeah, well, as far as assignments, we just have a whiteboard and a marker on the wall and our loaner cars, we got a scratch pad over here. We keep track of that. And, and they don't comprehend what the software could do. Therefore, they don't use it. Uh, the, the, the training is an interesting thing. I'm sure if there was a software company, there, there's probably a few out there right now. They're listening to this and going, hey, how come no software company is here defending ourselves? <laughs> and I'm sure that they'd say, you know, we came up with training. Nobody wanted it. Nobody came. Uh, I'm sure you'd hear some of that. So uh, I think people take training uh, in different forms, though. And I see a lot of companies, and I've been through a, a few SMSs. Um, some companies will say, well, we're going to send somebody out to your shop, and they'll sit and show you the system. Well, you're not going to cover, if the system's robust, you're not going to cover everything, every feature uh, and every what if in a six to eight hour training session. You're not going to. Uh, other companies uh, have online webinars, but even then, th that's a great idea. Wonderful way to digest the information. But uh, if the webinar is five years old, you've tacked on 20 different things or you've changed some aspects of it and the webinar doesn't get re-recorded, useless. Um, uh, I see some companies do uh, a like a Zoom meeting once a week. That's great as well, as long as it gets recorded and people can pick it up. Uh, I mean, there is a there is a responsibility on the shop owner side to make sure that they're uh, getting the training and looking for ways to enhance their abilities on the SMS. But at the same time. The train, the the uh, software companies charging you anyway. There, there has to be value there. And how easy is it for a software company, some other software company, to come in and woo you away? Um, you've already bought into this program. It's it's in your shop. Uh, they should be reaching out and saying, hey, let's train you on this new feature. Let's train you on this aspect of our software that's being underutilized. Or did you know that we have this aspect that could really be helping you on the marketing side or whatever? There's no reaching out. There's nothing. It's literally hit me with the problems and I'll tell you what to do to fix it. And then that's it. There's nothing else to it. Carm, one thing to, to touch on, uh, on what Tom said and David said, you know, definitely the training, but the training comes from desire, right? The desire to be trained. And the reason that you want to become trained is because you need to figure out how to augment your, your flow, your shop flow. So the problem going back to Tom is that, they, a lot of shop owners don't have the, the concept visualized on how that, that shop management system can augment or change an operation within their business and how valuable that can be, you know, whether that uh, adds multiple layers of, in, uh, of uh, efficiency. Um, those are all the critical things. And so that's kind of a stair-step uh, item. 
I think uh, the other the other thing there to to really talk about is because this is part of an integration. Tom talked about this originally. It's part of your hub. It's part of your operation, and you really need to work with your entire crew to get them to also buy into to making all of this work um, and showing them the benefit as well. Because if you come in and you just tell everybody, hey, you got to do this now, uh, without the concept of from their perspective on why am I doing this. How is it going to make my life better? How is it going to move the shop forward, and so on? And so, so those are the things that we we really start to we need to look at, and I think that even goes back to the to the producer of the actual software. You know, the, you you see the term SaaS, right? Software as a service. You know, that model is delivering a software product that basically just you set it and, and let it run. But some of these companies may not have the the continuity to the ground floor. Um, and, and, you know, to, to back up what Dave said earlier, when you ask them for training on how to do a function in the shop, you may tell them, Hey, how do I get from point A to point C? And they, they look at you and go, what are you talking about? I don't know anything about this. So, you know, that's the, that's the problem that we face. And, uh, anyways, I, I hope that we can move folks in the right direction and, and get them thinking about how to optimize and efficiency, you know, add that layer of efficiency to their operation. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm putting the responsibility or the blame on the software companies because at the base level, as Tom mentioned at the beginning, it's on the shop owner to demand this from their software. Not only that, you have to have the systems and processes in place to then have a need to fully utilize the software. I'll give you an example. Marketing. I may have five to eight different marketing campaigns going on at once. Uh, so when a shop, a customer comes into the shop, I want to be able to capture how that customer uh, either remembered us or found out about us. And I should be able to put it into my software and then run a report. And not only that, I should be able to then, uh, if I do have maybe different direct mail ads going out, in different color schemes or different pictures, I should be able to then identify what's working and what's work, not working. All of that should be available to me in the software. But again, the shop owner has to have that uh, process in place already and then demand it from their software company. And that, that may be uh, the gap there where the, so the shop owner is not demanding that from the software company. So they don't really know what direction to go in. Carm Capriato here with Ron Haugen of Westside Auto Pros. Ron, are Jasper product improvements important when deciding to buy your next engine or transmission? Oh, absolutely. Uh, not only important for me, because I know that I'm going to put a product in a vehicle that's going to last, uh, but they're important for my customer. Uh, my customer's already got an engine that's failed, maybe because a component was under-engineered, and Jasper's gone in and found that and fixed that. And if somebody's committing to the kind of investment to put an engine in their vehicle, they're going to want the best one they can get. Hey, Ron, what could you tell me about Jasper's customer service? Jasper's customer service is above and beyond pretty much any of the vendors' customer service that we use. There's been times that I've often thought we, we need to hire whoever trains Jasper's staff to come train my staff. I mean, from, from the initial phone call to if there's a warranty problem, a question, a, a technical issue, uh, they answer the phone and you're immediately talking to the person that can help you. Hey, Ron, thanks for your insights on Jasper. Thanks for asking.
I love some of the comp- uh, comments we have on Zoom. Barry Barrett basically says, do you include software step-by-step utilization in your SOPs? And that helps make that hub you, you, that hub concept work. And having a process in place to maximize production through the management system is key. Vinny Lucido, basically, they're saying the same thing. If this is such an important tool in the company, it needs to be part of the lifeblood and the culture of the business. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I'll, I'll, sorry to step on you, Tom, there. But yeah, you, you need to have a closed-loop function in, within your business because this is a continuously evolving um, operation, right? So you need to understand some of the weaknesses that occur and why is the system not being able to deliver this, uh, you know, this task or what have you. And you need to be able to provide that, that feedback then to the, you know, whoever's uh, providing your service and hopefully they're responsive enough to provide those uh, those gaps uh, or solutions to those gaps, you know, to, to solve for some of the things that David uh, mentioned and, and I'm sure Tom. And so go ahead, Tom, you you take it from there. Well, you get to the bottom line, you're communicating to the people who are watching, we will be watching this and, and maybe this kind of cuts the chase a little bit. If you get a system and it's fully functioning, you fully implement it, you get everybody trained on it. Here's what we're talking about. Small shop, you can probably eliminate half of an employee. Big shop, maybe two, maybe two of your administrative people. And, and think about the software. It doesn't call in sick. It doesn't do any of that. It just, uh, you know, it's there all the time. You don't have all the, the employee needs. And, and a lot of shops are doing all kinds of stuff nowadays with extra administrative people, all kinds of paperwork that the software will do in the background literally for you and you don't even have to see it. Uh, but but the, it's not fully implemented. And those are the advantages you're going to see. You're going to see service advisors able to do way, way much more because they're, they're spending their day today. They're, they're doing estimates and they're ordering parts. And, and so much of this really doesn't have to doesn't have to occur where we're going in the, in the fairly near future is when the technician's out in the shop and he touches water pump failed within a split second. I mean, less than a second. Here's what David, you know, David loves this kind of stuff within a split second. Uh, a, uh, you get pop-ups with the full estimate because the the software it knows what uh, uh, it, it knows what your estimating procedure is with labor and parts and so on. So that pops up immediately. There's no estimating to be done. What also pops up is if you order it right now, that water pump will be here at 2:32 in the afternoon because we're tying in with Google and and everything that Uber does. We know the traffic. We know the delivery drivers are. All that's going to happen within a second. It's going to uh, tell the technician. Uh, it's going to link him to the procedures immediately. If you really start getting advanced, it's going to start uh, telling him what tools he'll do to do the job. And you can, you can take that even further, but all this is going to happen. All this is stuff we waste time doing now and software knows all this, but it has to be linked together, put in place so we can do it. So you need a chief technology officer in your company. We'll talk about support. uh, And there'll be lots of complaints about support and, uh, I can understand that from both perspectives, but also the really good software, you don't have to call support very often. You rarely have to call them. The good software is intuitive where it's obvious. You can figure it out. You're not always going, what in the world is this? And, and that's what I found. Also, what really cuts down on support is when uh, you learn the software really well because most of 90% of what you're calling software on, if you learned it really well in the first place, you wouldn't be making the call. Right. You know, Tom just said the key word there, intuitiveness. Um, that is reflective of who built it because they are connected 
well to the shop floor and understand the flows and processes. So, um, so that actually reduces the training uh, operation because you know it's intuitive. It 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 operates the way you think or the way you expect it to think. So, um, yeah. And and one thing I'd just like to to back up here is that yeah we we grow very very dependent on these uh, digital tools. Um, so much so that what happens when that tool intermittently goes away uh, due to whatever reason, right? So I'm sure we've all been in that instance. Um, it's a horrible thing, but we need to be able to pick up the ball and, and keep going and, and figure it out along the way. So, you know, whether your internet drops off or whatever. But anyways, that's a whole other subject. Uh, Carm, maybe we can uh, do you mean do you, off. do you mean I have to handwrite? <laughs> yeah, you got to find a pen that works, one that isn't dried up, right? That's yeah. really good. That's funny. That's great. Cool stuff. Are you talking Star Wars stuff, Tom, or is this stuff available right now? Well, if you think, you sit back and think sometime on all that goes into uh, ordering an Uber. It's staggering the technology that goes into it. I mean, it comes up on your phone. It shows you where the car is sitting. It's sitting over at McDonald's, and it's going to be here in three and a half minutes. It's just, and uh, I, that's that's big dollars. I understand it, but the technology's there. Somebody has to start linking it all together and, and have that happen in our shops. I will tell you that I was working on that five years ago, back in the day for me. And uh, and so I, I don't know where it stands today in some of the projects I was working on. Okay, I love where we're going. I, I think there's some really major um, pointers here. But what I would love to do is to say, if this is the single most important centerpiece, the hub of our business, and we are underutilizing, and I think we, we, we know that to be... More than fifty percent inside the industry, we're underutilizing our software. What do we? What does it take? What can we tell the shop owners that are on the uh, that are going to listen to this podcast, watch the video, that are watching us live right now? What What are some action plans we can give them to take some very important next steps? Well, what, one of one thing they need to do, some of them worse than others, is if you're going to use all this technology, you need to have the hardware to run it. And when you've got these five, six-year-old computers and all this stuff, it, it doesn't work anymore. Uh, the computers have a, a lifespan now of, what, maybe three years before they really start becoming obsolete. Your stuff has to be new. Uh, technicians have to have, uh, if you're gonna, they're going to utilize all this, they're going to have two or three screens on their toolbox. They're going to have a tablet they're running around with. Everybody in the building is going to have that, the advisors, the techs. And it's got to be the latest stuff, the good stuff. Uh, there's uh, there's nothing worse than than getting this stuff in place and just watching that little spin, spin, spin while it's all going. And, of course, then the employees get sick of playing with it because it takes too long. I can look it up in a book faster. So we need to get the hardware. I'll throw that one out and somebody else can throw something else in. Yeah, so one of the things Tom just mentioned, uh, I, I hate to keep piggybacking on this, but the dual monitor thing, oh, my God, How, what a productivity winner. Um, it is unbelievable. But I really think the, the biggest thing is that you need to get out and network with your fellow shop owners, right? And understand what their needs and wants are. Maybe they're going to inspire you. You're, you're going to walk in and go, holy crap, I never even thought about that. You know, how many times has that happened to, to us here? Um, and you start to see some of these things and then you can implement them into your system. So, um, yeah, definitely the hardware thing. I don't know if you've been around on the internet recently and you see these Microsoft ads they're advertising like crazy, trying to illustrate the point that if you're running on a three-year-old computer, you are losing money. 
because that thing is probably under uh, underpowered to operate in the way that we need to operate today. Um, two, mobile. Make your shop mobile. I mean, uh, a lot of your younger techs today are pretty savvy. They like to work from a tablet or their phone, and if they can do certain operations and it's seamless across all those devices, that makes life even better. I can remember way back in the day where we're trying to make all these things work together and how many hoops we had to draw it. And I, I would stop and think for a second. I'd go, how many other people are going to go through all these pain points to make this work like this? This is ridiculous. So we've made so much progress in the last, oh, say, 20 years in, in using computers and whatnot. And, and you know, just if you're pushing back on util, utilizing um, computers in your shop, uh, you know, shop management, uh, pushing it to the limit. You need to rethink really where you're at. Um, it's, uh, it's amazing. I, I still, you know, I, I run in, I, I interface with a lot of different shop owners. Um, and, uh, I still run into folks that are doing paper and pencil. And I, I go, Oh my gosh, if I was a, if I was a business management coach in here, I could hit a home run and, and show them some numbers that were just remarkable by just changing the fact that they're going from paper to uh, a digital platform. So, hey, you know, real world stuff. I was at a meeting recently with a number of shop owners and, and I carry on about the software. You can see that I'm kind of passionate about it. And uh, uh, one of the guys stopped me in, in the middle of something. And he said, you know, Tom, you 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 like to learn all this stuff. You're really into this stuff. I want to buy software, plug it in and make money. <laughs> the only problem is nobody sells that software. Now, maybe someday they will, but they don't. And, and, and this shop owner, he's in the process of changing software right now. And I already tell you, he's not going to be any more thrilled with the new stuff than he is with the old stuff because he just wants to plug it in and make money. And, and you have to accept the fact that, that this is just like, uh, uh, you know, Scott, I'll buy a plane this afternoon. Let's go. Fly, and I'm going to go flying tomorrow. How's that idea? And, 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 you know, we do this with software, too. It doesn't work real well. <laughs> You're going to need to hire me to come in and, and help you get that get that going, right? Yeah, the, the plane. Yes, the plane part. Yeah. You know, it, it reminds me of, I just thought of the word, I want autonomous SMS. <laughs> so it just go do it. Just go go handle it. You know, handle it, handle it. Yeah, on the autonomous end, yeah, that guy, really what he's waiting for is robots in his shop where nobody shows up, which <laughs> I, I don't think that's we're going to see that in our lifetime. I think Scott, one thing that Scott mentioned was jumping through hoops. He says it's back in the day. That, that's not the case. It's still now because <laughs> you have, you, you buy one system, uh, SMS system to do really. And here's the problem with it. The SMS system is pushing the fact that they can do invoices digitally. And that's it. They're like, Oh, we're going to show you. We're going to demonstrate this new software, which is the latest and greatest. I'm going to show you how to create an invoice. It's like, okay, that's the bare minimum I need out of this software, the bare minimum. Can you show me what marketing aspects? Can you show me, do you have built-in CRM? Do you have uh, some way to track efficiency, productivity? How do I contact the customer through the SMS? That kind of stuff isn't even shown. Like, I don't know how many times you get uh, SMS system demonstrated. And the first thing they say, I'm going to show you how to run an invoice. Uh, you know, so, and, and then to get it to work, uh, to get CRM, you have to then tack on other programs. And to get everything to work together, yeah, it's jumping through hoops on a daily basis. One system goes down, it's pure chaos in the shop because some aspect of the third program you have connected, connected to your SMS isn't working. So it's still very real now. And it baffles me, like Tom mentioned, that Uber works as well as it does. Uh, but I don't think there's anybody 
actively and um, uh, at least uh, that, that's, that's very visible, thinking of what-if situations. Because that's what it needs to come down to. It needs to come down to the shop owner going, what if? What, can, what process, what system can I uh, automate using software? Do I really need to do this on a piece of paper and pen? Well, the answer is probably no. Uh, but just just the check-in process, uh, you know, I, I use a piece of paper and pen. They fill out their information. They fill out a little survey for me. I take that piece of paper and I scan it into my computer so I can reference it later. Why isn't that available on my SMS? Why isn't anybody pushing that? Why can't I have a tablet up front? They fill out the information and it's already built into my SMS. It isn't another program I have to buy and then integrate into my SMS. And that ends up being the, the problem is everybody has a solution, but it's only one aspect of it. And it becomes frustrating. I'm coming up with a new series called Geek 2.0, and it'll be a bunch of episodes all rolled together. And this past week, I recorded my first one with a six shop owner, uh, an author, a, a network guy. It was a blast. We were going to talk about six or seven things. We ended up talking about two. And when you hear it, Geek 2.0 Part 1, it'll be out, I don't know, maybe three weeks we talked about cloud, we talked about security, we talked about, and, and you know, with all the things that you're bringing up, is cloud-based where everything is headed? I think, I think it probably is. Uh, I know one of the things that a lot of shop owners hate the most is the server. Uh, and to be able to just pick it all up uh, uh, anywhere you want on the, uh, on the cloud is very nice. Of course, then and some of us... Uh, who have Comcast uh, had uh, fun with the phones the last couple of days. And when something goes down, it goes down and boy, are you stuck? <laughs> you know, we were just completely dead for a couple of days there. Uh, but uh, I think cloud is where it's going. Uh, more and more are coming on that way. Uh, some, uh, some of the softwares uh, sound like they're going to offer uh, both versions, cloud and non-cloud. Uh, and, and most of them, I think, are one or the other. But the, the, the cloud ones, the more that we survey, the more that we investigate and talk to them, seem to be multiplying. It shouldn't be something that we're going to. Think of how many cell phones you buy that don't have uh, the ability to add storage to. Why? Because they said, oh, if you want a thousand pictures on your phone, that's great. Just put it on the cloud. Uh, there's so many devices are on the cloud already. And we're talking about our SMS system going to that. When this is really old technology, we should be adopting that now. It should be rampant. It's not. It's really not one or the other. I think it's a blended uh, feature. You know, one of the uh, to uh, items that Tom just talked about, you know, when the, when the Internet goes down in your shop or even the power. And we've experienced this. We're, we do use a cloud-based, cloud uh, but I, I won't plug it here. Uh, but we have had the condition where the, the Internet goes down. Well, all the techs have their phones. Um, they, they go right back on the on their 4G, and they're able to actually complete what they're doing. Nothing was lost. And even going back to the hardware instance, you know, how many how many out there have had a, uh, a Windows computer fail where you have a client installed on that computer, and do you know how much of a pain it is to get that, in, that software reinstalled on that device, get it credentialed, because a lot of these are locked down pretty hard with security, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. And uh, talk about a disruption. I mean, it, it, that's a real downer for your day or two. Um, and then the backlog that it, that it, that it creates. So the cloud function, uh, I think, um, it definitely is where we're going. But it could be a blended piece where you've got some local data cache 
where you've got clear, you know, clean access to, and it does some handshaking in the background and, and syncing and, and whatnot. But one thing that we did, you mentioned earlier, Carm, at the beginning of this little piece here is security. Security is a big, big piece. And I think it's probably uh, not widely understood, uh, especially, you know, at the shop level. Um, I can, I can tell you that a lot of people don't put a lot of uh, emphasis on security, you know, and it's uh, something that we really need to be concerned with. And if you are going to cloud, you need to really understand what does that mean? What does that mean for my clients, my clients information that is up in that cloud? You know, how secure is it? Does it meet my privacy policy within my business? A lot of businesses probably don't even have a privacy policy. And so these are all really important things that I think we need to start looking at as we're, we begin to do adopt this high level of uh, technology uh, to help us make our lives better. That was the, uh, the, the that whole Geek 2.0 episode was all about security and internet and invasion and uh, you know coming in and ports and some of it was beyond my pay grade but these guys really knew their stuff. Hey, I got a question up here on Zoom. Many shops, even some of the best, use only their basics of their SMS. What's the best way to get them to dig deeper? It, it, it's a great question. Thank you. It's from Jeff Knott. And you know when I read that from Jeff, I started to think, why don't we pull our people together and say. Guys, ladies, regarding our SMS system, we should do what? I mean, is that a way to start? You know, ask our people. I'll start off because I was, I'm just reflecting to the day that we went from paper to uh, digital was very overwhelming. And for a shop that is moving into that space, you look at the system and all of the features it provides, it's very overwhelming. And sometimes, you know, a shop will say, or a shop owner or manager may say, hey, we only want to utilize a couple of these things to start off with to, to get going, and then we're going to keep using our old ways. And then they never adopt the other uh, features that are added into that to that system. So it, it goes down to discipline, and uh, maybe it's, you know, could rely on the actual shop uh, management software provider to stair-step them into or graduate them into fully utilizing and integrating the, the features. So... That's my two cents. I'll hand it off to my colleagues here to, to take it forward. I, th I think it's a matter of the shop owner demanding more. Uh, I'm sure there's something, some problem, some um, some bottleneck that can be smoothed out that's probably already built into a system that they're running, some software that they're running. Um, but it's going to take them demanding it from the company to say, hey, I've got this bottleneck. I've got this problem. How do I solve it using your software? Because it's probably already there, but it, if they don't demand it, if they just accept, uh, if they just accept the status quo uh, or become complacent with it, it, they'll never move forward. They'll never get the full utilization of their software. Uh, the the acceptance of the technology, the the perception of what uh, what it can do, uh, is still something to be overcome. I'm not quite sure how how you do uh, overcome that and convince shop owners to do it. Uh, one of the uh, uh, one of the tool truck uh, uh, drivers, uh, uh, tool truck guys, was at our shop recently and, and sold us one of his newest, latest gadgets, et cetera, et cetera, and, uh, and a very cool piece. And, and I said, "Boy, are you selling a lot of those?" He says, "Not really." And I said, "Why? Because nobody wants to learn how to use it." So I, this is it's the technicians in the shop. It's it's the shop owner up front, but the shop owner has to lead. And if you have a shop owner that's kind of anti-technology, 
and he's letting that into that, guess what the staff's going to be? They're all going to have the same attitude. Uh, but uh, th- there, there's so much that can be done. You just got to somehow get the people to see the vision, to realize we've been paperless for over four years. Uh, our, our customers, when they when they drop the car off, they don't walk out with paper. When they pick it up, they don't walk out with paper, credit card or anything. It's all digital. Uh, everything's integrated. Uh, we've gotten rid of almost all the file cabinets and building. The only, we just have some left from the old days that we have to keep for legal reasons. But we've gotten rid of all that. We've scanned it all into... Uh, uh, software and, and, and just uh, they haven't had any paper in the shop in four years. They can print something out if they want to take a wiring diagram and put it in the car with them or something like that. But the techs have gotten used to it. And, uh, and just getting over that hump and really getting uh, people to try it. And I know a lot of them are afraid to try it. I, I'll run into, I'll talk to shop owner and they'll say that now your software has the capability of doing X. How do you like X? Well, we played with it once and it, didn't work right. And that was a couple of years ago and we haven't looked at it since. And it's kind of like, come on guys, this is back to the managing the shop instead of working on the shop instead of in the shop is going back in your office or, or getting an IT person, a software person who's into that kind of thing. If you have a big shop, learning how this stuff works, teaching everybody else how it works and getting everybody on board. It's not going away. Uh, it's only going to come more. You're just hiding more. And the further behind you get, the harder it's going to be to catch up. I just had an eye, a wild idea. We need a 20 group for software, right? everybody just gets together and talks software hey uh here's a uh from jody nepper would really like to see a rally cry from auto shop owners around getting pay by invoice capability for our customers i'm not aware of any pos that currently offers it our industry needs this comments yeah, that's just one of like a thousand features that we could start tacking on saying, hey, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. And that's what I was talking about earlier, that what if thinking. Why isn't there a system that can integrate pay by invoice seamlessly? Why can't I send a text link? They can open up their invoice, sign it and send me, you know, they can pay through their phone, Google Pay, Android Pay, Samsung Pay, Apple Pay. There's a thousand different ways. But Heck, half half our time, half the time, the uh, the credit card machine only takes swipe or barely takes a a chip, and everybody was freaking out about that. Uh, so, I, you know, there has to be a a, a, a like she mentioned, a, a rally cry from shop owners demanding this new technology, wanting this stuff, so our shops look like what we want them to look. Uh, you know, up to date technology. These cars are coming in almost uh, fully autonomous, capable of driving themselves. And yet we don't have the ability to send them an invoice to their phone and be able to just click a button and pay through their phone. It's insane. Right. It, it goes back to what, what does the customer expect? Today's customer is you know going around their normal life and, and making purchases with their devices using Apple Pay or Android Pay. We, we do both. Um, we've had people reflect and say, oh, man, this is awesome. This is the first time I've been in an auto repair shop and you guys work like everybody else. This is awesome. So it should be all seamless. We shouldn't even have to call this stuff out. This should be all part of our, of our current system. But again, a lot of legacy lies out there and that's really where, where the dependencies are. One thing to point out with all the technology, you're talking about the pay and so on and so forth, is to communicate to owners what this can do for your marketing. And I'm not talking about marketing through software, but I'm just talking about when you convert your shop over in front where it's all paperless and everything's all digital, 
the customers come in, they're impressed by it because they assume that your level of technology fixing the car is equal to your technology up front. So if you've got a pen and paper, you're probably pretty crude. You're back there with a paper clip trying to pull codes off the old Chevy. And if you're out there with everything's digital and, it, you know, these guys must be with it. And what else happens is uh, not only are they impressed, but now they start to compare with the other shops that they've been to. And they start to compare you with them. And they think, well, I think these guys are probably with it and the other guys aren't. Let's go there. So there's a lot to this by really uh, getting that perception in the customer's mind of all the things that you can do and how cool it is. Hey, Tom, I'll, I'll just chime in there for a second. Uh, if you have customers where you're having to use, or you can use a paperclip to pull codes, you need new customers. <laughs> I, I posted a picture recently of my Tech One <laughs> laying out a car. We were, uh, and uh, anyway, I still have one of the Tech Ones. You probably have one too. And uh, yes. I use it very often, but uh, it does come out once in a while. Great story. Good pickup on that. Um, Here's a question that came in. DVI included or DVI integrated into your SMS? Any preferences from the panel? The, I would say if, integrated. Go, go ahead, yeah, David. It, the problem is it, it's usually severely underdeveloped. So it's just some ticky-tack module that they just slapped on there because everybody was asking for it. And if you ask them, hey, can you tell me about the DVI system that's integrated entirely through your SMS? They'll go, well, it doesn't really work that well. Uh, you know, it's just something that we have. You can do it if you want. We'll have to find some training. <laughs> and then that's it versus, oh, but, you know, we can integrate this other company's uh, DVI system, which, you know, that's all they do. And it's so much fully, it's so much more fully developed. So that's what it ends up happening. That, that, that's what ends up happening. That's why, you know, you end up having to buy modules to then tack on to your SMS. But that's a factor. Your, that's your opinion today. I'm sure each and every day things got to be getting better. Yeah, not fast enough, though. <laughs> and, and you talk to shop owners out there, and you'll find shop owners who are thrilled with either one. And and, and for one reason or another, and, and I think it kind of depends what the fit is, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, like David says, a lot of the people who just focus slowly on the inspections are probably a little bit uh, ahead of the people who are focusing on 20 other things. So, uh, you know, there, there's there's pluses and minuses to both. Maybe as we uh, maybe as we go down the road, I, I mentioned this morning one of the uh, Facebook posts that on our site we list uh, 68 softwares, and I did mention in there this isn't all of them. There's maybe 125, 150 out there that I'm aware of, but these are the ones that are more well known. And, and now start shopping from those 68. That'll give you something to do for the weekend. Let's let's make a mention, Tom. Will you give me a link to that survey that, that I could put on the show notes page? Absolutely. I'll give you a link to it. What, what we do with our surveys, and, and I got to watch them and start promoting that, but what we do with our surveys is they're not just for fun surveys. They're, they're meant to help shop owners find the answer to a question. Uh, that's the purpose of our survey. So you can go in there and, and we, we keep them all live forever. So there's 50, 75, maybe 100 of them up there. You can go and see what people answered. And uh, we can certainly do that. There, there's a number of them having to do with various software features. You're a heck of a resource for us, Tom, from Automotive Management Network. Scott, you were just going to say something? 
Yeah. So uh, the question back to the question, you know, integrated uh, yeah. vi- vi- uh, inspection or not, I-, I would say that the inspection needs to be part of the workflow. It needs to be a, a a natural progression as you begin to process the vehicle through your shop. It shouldn't be so fragmented. Uh, that you have to jump over to this system and fill out all this stuff, and then you've got to jump through some more hoops, David, um, and and integrate these into your into your work order. And now you're reviewing it with the customer. Customer is getting lost because you're convoluted. So it should be not a nice flow, and you need to really think about it from the delivery end on how you're communicating that back to the customer. Um, you know, how does that reflect? And then how does that affect the rest of the workflow? How does that go to the estimator. Now he can understand exactly what's needed on that vehicle. So integration um, and and also the flow of integration on that inspection should be uh, complementary to what, you know, how you inspect, not how this inspection company defined the way you should inspect. So it should be flexible, but integrated, but part of basically part of the entire flow. How hard is it to change? Uh, to an SMS system? I mean, is it, do people get it? You know, they've had it for 20 years, they'll never change or will, is it, is it a possibility? Well, you know, that's something that uh, sometimes I think we're not very honest about. If we have a system and we've been using it for a long time, we got all our information and we're going to switch to another system. uh, It's going to be a while. I don't care what system it is. But if you talk about how long before everybody in the building is 100% comfortable with the new one, the way they were the old one, probably six months to a year. That's the honest truth about it because there's a, it's just learning something different. And the systems are all quite quite different. Uh, not Most of them aren't similar. Uh, and and that, that's what it really takes. Now, you can get up and running in a short period of time. One thing that helps with it, and one thing we didn't touch on, just touch on it briefly, is setup. And... Uh, what it's not emphasized enough when you buy this new system, I, you need to turn it on as fast as possible after you have fully set it up. And that means every blank field has to be filled in, all of it, not just some of it. And that's what t- shops will typically do. They'll do a few things and then they'll run off with it. And then the whole thing deteriorates from there. And this is one of the reasons they're calling support all the time. They haven't set it up properly in the first place. But uh, whatever software you buy, you need a lot of, t- well, you need to devote as much time as they tell you to get it f- fully set up. When they say set this up, set it up. Get it all set up ahead of time so when you're ready to go, it's there in the background. It's going to work for you. Yeah, and I would add that, uh, you know, if you're a shop that doesn't have a system, uh, it's much easier for you to move into a system rather than migrating from uh, a system that you've been using for maybe a couple decades. It's a big commitment to make. And I think that that's probably one of the biggest uh, uh, counters or the biggest firewall to making that move is that people are complacent with what they've got. It works good enough. Uh, They just haven't seen the light on how to add some some layers of efficiency. And really, if they do a little bit of math and, and run that, do the run rate out on how this can reflect and flow right down to your bottom line, that's what then should start to inspire you to uh, to make that commitment. But have a full understanding of what it is that you're going to, understand what your uh, expectations are, and then uh, it's going to be a commitment on the shop owner and the software provider uh, mutually to make this all work. And make sure you've seen it actually work 
because I've had uh, software companies promise a feature or something, some problem that I'm having, and they'll say, well, we've got a solution for that. Uh, it'll do A, B, and C. Um, but make sure you've actually seen it live. Actually go maybe even visit a shop that's using it or, or talk to that shop owner uh, extensively so you understand you know, what they're talking about and what it would look like inside your shop. Because as Tom's saying, Six months a year is minimum to get fully um, uh, fully aware of what features that uh, software has and, and become completely proficient in it. It might be over a year, uh, and then if you have a lot of people working in your shop to get them fully trained on it, uh, it's a huge commitment. So if you are going to jump ship, make sure you understand that this is going to be for the long haul, and make sure it has everything you want in it before you do jump ship because once you start it it'll be a mess to go back where did this hour go i have no idea this was one of the fastest i enjoyed this so much there were so many great pointers that came out of here i've taken some credible notes myself i thank you all for being here let's go around the room a real quick summary you have a chance to speak to the industry about the underutilization of sms's i'll start with you david yeah, shop owners need to demand more. Demand more from their software. Uh, demand more from the software companies as far as new features and and, uh, and different systems that they can then uh, move away from not just paperless, but uh, be able to to use software as as a replacement for systems and processes they may already have in their in their shop. Thank you, David Roman, shop owner, done with auto care repair, Miriam, Kansas. How about Mr. Scott Brown from Connie and Dixon Diagnostic Network? I would add to what David said, you know, demand, but really to understand what it is to demand, you need to really get out there and, and you know, network with your fellow shop owners, whether that's through a, a trade association or any other groups, understand what their pain points are at. Um, you're always going to run into somebody that knows a little bit more than what you know, and you guys need to leverage that information. That's how we how we can evolve and, and, and get better. Um, but embrace the technology, explore, think outside the box. Um, don't be forced to what software was installed in that or, you know, delivered in that box. Um, and, and just get out there and, and embrace it. It's, uh, it, it's, it's coming at you no matter what. So you better learn how to do it and, and optimize from it. Thank you, uh, Scott. Scott Brown, appreciate that. Uh, can you, Tom, I'm going to give you the last word, but can I tell you all what my, my takeaways were? Love it. Here's my takeaways, my conclusions. Be curious, network, make it your hub, update your hardware, get training, and make sure the setup is thorough. Flip every switch you could possibly flip, even if you don't know what they mean, right, Tom? Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and, and uh, you know, give it the shameless plug. We we have the biggest resource in the internet for software. It's all free to use, and we're just packed with information on learning about software. But what, one thing to uh, uh, last thought to throw in here is people are thinking about switching software. They're complaining about the ones they say, I "Wish it did this," "I wish it did that." A lot of those people, uh, if they go, they find out that it does do that. They just don't know how. And, and there's nothing wrong with taking the software that you have now, whether you've had it 10 years or however long, of taking a weekend, take the time to go back there and do what you should have done 10 years ago. Go set the whole thing up properly and learn everything in it. And you might find that hey, this isn't as bad as I thought. Uh, I, I think a lot of software uh, 
it might impress people by what they find. So on Monday, there will be a whole bunch of neat, cool features on the SMSs all over the country. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We talk about a challenge for the people on the counters. Hey, guys, thank you so much, David, Roman, Scott Brown, and Tom Ham for being on the Town Hall Academy. Have a great weekend. Appreciate your support. Hey, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.